everyone. This is Chris and Sandy. Been with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we had a great show for you. We have. Yes, we have Melinda Hill, a multifaceted talent who is an actress, singer, songwriter, director, podcast host, activist, and mom based in Los Angeles. She currently hosts her own podcast called We Need to Talk, a table talk discussion series that focuses on important topics in politics, entertainment, and cultural trends. And we're excited to have her on just yeah. to tell a little bit of her story and where she's going and just see where this mm-hmm. goes. So, Melinda, welcome to the show. Yes, Thank welcome. you so much for having me. I appreciate being here. Thank you. Now, as you know, we're all in a rough time because of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. How has COVID affected you? And what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy new maze we have? Mm-hmm. Well, I actually had my first child um, a week after the first stay-at-home order happened in Los Angeles. So that's oh, wow. how I've been navigating COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my husband and I, we've been home. So she actually has been a, a blessing because in my typical life, you know, in touring mm-hmm. or if I'm on set, you know, filming something or even just doing the podcast, I usually do the podcast in person. Mm-hmm. I've now been able to develop such a strong and close bond with my daughter because we've been home. So that oh, wow. I view as a huge blessing, you know, and it obviously it changed and shifted a lot of people's careers and lives in terms of like performing live and being able to do that stuff and travel. But I I try to look at the positive. So for me, the fact that I've been able to be home with my daughter the last year was really just a, a, a true blessing. You know, that's like for us, you know, we started this show January of 2020. So a couple mm-hmm. months before COVID. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, our original plan was 100 interviews our first year. We thought if we could just do that. Like, that would be a lot of interviews. Right. Right. Year. You know, and we and we thought that was pushing it, to be honest with you. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and, and, and then COVID happened. Yes. And I'm sitting there watching the whole entertainment industry kind of get shut down. I'm like, yeah. and I was telling Sandy. I was like, you know, this may be a silver lining for us. Yeah. Well, because the entertainment industry are going to need a place to talk. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give them that platform. Yeah. And because of that, we've done over 300 interviews last year and we're getting close to 400 now. That's yes. incredible. And that's, I mean, that's so true. It's a good point because I know people were looking for some sort of outlet, whether it's talking, whether it's creating uh, music virtually or whatever. So I love that you provided a platform for people. That's amazing. And, and, you know, it was perfect because, you know, our tagline is up close and personal. And, you know, because we like to get up close and pro- I remember we had a guy on at the very beginning of our show within the first month or two. And we had somebody on and, and he and he was like, um, I would rather just talk about music. And this is in the middle of the thing. And, yeah. I, yes, I, remember that. <laughs> I was like, um, do you know what our tagline says? He says, no. He says, like, up no, close no. and personal. <laughs> he's like, oh, <laughs> I, was, I love that. And he's like. And then he's so funny because he thought about it for a second. He says, well, you know what? I have said more on your show than I do other people. Yes. <laughs> well, that's a testament to you all. You probably make people feel very comfortable. So that's great. We hope so. We hope so. That, that's the goal anyway. <clears throat> so what is the bigger passion for you? Singing, 
or acting? That's a great question. Um, I definitely think it's music. I mean, music has been my my bread and butter since oh, wow. I could remember. Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up singing in church. I did musical theater, and uh-huh. I went to school for opera, and I've toured and performed in just bands and, and all the, the whole nine yards. And music was always a huge influence in my house. My grandmother was a singer. My dad was oh, wow. a, a guitar player. So I was always surrounded by music. So I kind of always knew that music was going to be a, a huge part of my life and probably the biggest part of my career trajectory. But just, you know, being involved in musical theater and doing theater in college and in high school, it, it became part of my life as well. So I really do love acting. But if I had to choose, it would be to do music <laughs> forever. Yeah. So if they struck it down right now and said, you have to choose. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it would be music. It the would definitely be music. So what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music and acting and all that? Oh, great question. Um, I'm I'm very much an outdoors person. My husband and I, we love to do like the whole hiking thing and camping and bike riding and just go on walks. Like that's one of the things that we really tried to do during uh, during the uh, lockdown was just make sure we got outside and just went on like a 30 minute walk every day just for sanity purposes, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> being stuck <laughs> inside, it's super important. Um, I, I've been vegan for 16 years, so I love watching the Food Network and trying to veganize um, different recipes. I love to cook and I love to bake. So that is a very, very fun hobby for me. One of the things I took up during COVID, which was a bad hobby, was learning how to bake bread. Um, so <laughs> Like, I probably shouldn't make this a common thing, but that was a fun thing to oh, learn. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what would you say is something quirky about you that people wouldn't know? Oh, quirky. Uh, I don't know if it's quirky, but I have a very um, probably irrational fear of birds. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't like birds in any shape or form. And like my mother-in-law just bought my daughter this bird book that does all the bird sounds. And I like, I hit it because I don't even want her to like see it or (laughs) play it. So birds, yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily quirky, but that's just my, my irrational fear. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of our favorite Mm -hmm. questions because you never know what they're going to say. Oh, for sure. Like there's been several people that feet's been their thing. Oh yeah, that's oh, like scare the beast type thing. Yeah, but, so, yeah. It just never, and we all have quirks. We all, I yeah, mean, oh for sure, yeah, absolutely. And, and if you can't laugh at yourself, then yeah. you know you're living. You're not living life, right? For sure. <laughs> I think also I would say. I love, absolutely love, like young the young adult genre. So that's like ABC oh, Family Freeform, those type of books. Even oh, yes, I, those right. are my obsession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like with us. We're like hardcore reality fans. Oh, really? and, and 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 we know that as, even though it says reality, we know it's yeah, most of right. it's scripted. A lot, <laughs> but still, it's that like. Oh, I can't believe they said that, even though you yeah. know they said that. <laughs> right. I got into a little bit of reality TV during uh, the pandemic, and I started watching Married at First Sight. Oh, uh, yes. That one, oh, I was like, oh, my gosh. I Because everyone was posting about it, and I felt left out. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, started I've watching been, I'm actually been Facebook friends with one of the women that was the first on the very first episode. Oh, really? Um, right, yeah. the first season. Wow. The first season. Wow. Um, and it, it's always interesting. In fact, we may even have, um, we're supposed to have Jamie Otis, who's been on oh, the okay. Season. She's yeah, supposed to be coming yeah, on the show, yeah. um, I think, in a month or two. Yeah. Very so cool. Definitely excited about that. Which would be cool. That. So, that's so we, awesome. That's a show that we, even though 
and it's funny because our story is almost like it, even though it's not. We still saw each other, but because we met online back in February of '02. Oh, talked okay. on the, the phone February 4th, set a wedding date February 18th, and met in person March 4th. So I we love were, that. So we <laughs> in person. Crazy, yeah. Oh, we wow. Were, so we were incredible. like meeting to see who we we're going to marry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that might be why we like that show. because it was like, <laughs> You relate. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so, um, what you know, when did you know? You know, a lot of people would ask, When did you know you wanted to do music? I always mm-hmm. like to go deeper than that. When did it click that it could be a career? That is a great question. I, I actually will answer both. I, the moment I knew I wanted to be a singer, I was very young, but I distinctly remember seeing Whitney Houston sing the national anthem for the oh, Super Bowl. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. And so that's when I started like singing in church and like doing, trying to do musicals, like mm-hmm. community theater and all that stuff. Right. But when I knew it could be a career, um, I think in college, you know, I had uh, an incredible vocal teacher when I was in school and wow. I I did I had the mindset of like okay what's going to be my my backup plan because that's just what you're told mm-hmm. especially when you're going into the arts that you should have a backup plan unfortunately but I think mm-hmm. just the encouragement that I got and you know seeing people older classmen graduate and start to make it a career for themselves I just thought you know what I just have to believe in myself. And I feel like for me being a very spiritual person, like God's pushing me in this way, this is what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And I just mm-hmm. hit the ground running when I, when I graduated and, and I never allowed myself <laughs> to not have some sort of um, job, survival job, yeah. quote unquote, that wasn't tied to music. So even when I oh, moved wow. to New yeah. York, I was like, okay, I don't want to do the waitress thing. No offense to them. It just wasn't yeah. for me. And this was yeah. the path that I wanted to choose. So I was like, I don't want to do the waitress thing. I don't want to do this. So I made sure I found um, jobs that allowed me to still sing. So I was a worship leader. I um, was a music teacher at a performing arts school, things like that. So I was still always connected mm-hmm. in music. And oh, wow. so that by the time my husband and I moved back to LA, I really hit the ground running and I've been able to make this a full-time career for the last decade. And I love that because <clears throat> in reality, I, I know that society, like you said, teaches, you've got to have that backup plan. But when yeah. you really look yeah. at it, you know, like in, when you, watch a lot of the big artists get um, interviewed. There's always that one question that almost every host asks them. And that's if you weren't doing music, what would you be doing? And 99% of the time, the answer is always the same. I would just be a broke musician because I had mm. no plan B. Right, right. It's like when you put in your 10,000 hours for doing something, if you know, like the Malcolm Gladwell book, um, that's, it's hard to see, imagine yourself doing anything else. So even even during the pandemic, you know, I'm very you know passionate about like social justice and conversation and everything, mm-hmm. but I always find a way to tie music back into <laughs> anything that I'm doing, you know? So yeah, I completely agree. It's like once you've put in so much work, it's hard <laughs> to think that you would be doing something else because it's like what fuels you you know and, and i think that it, you really have to outlast everybody in the entertainment world because you know so many people are doing what you want to do but very few people are going to make it the ones that right. make it that i've noticed are the ones that are there two three years three years four years five years six years all of a sudden everybody that they were friends with back five years ago are dropping out yeah and they're still there and all of a sudden they get that break 
Yeah, absolutely. It's just consistent <coughs> failure, honestly, and then knowing eventually you're going to to succeed, but you have to not let the the failures kind of dictate your life because I know a lot of people, once they fail at something, they're like, oh, well, maybe this just isn't for me. It's like, well, no, try something else now. You got to you gotta keep going. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of this kind of perfect lead into the next segment that I like to go to, um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of your Blake Shelton's you know, of your M&Ms, of your everybody. That, and, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes not just to get to their level, but even a career level within music. And I mm-hmm. always want to talk about that because I think it's glossed over. A lot of people think, you know, oh, it's so much fun. Even with this show, they think, you know, yeah. we have so much fun in, in this 45 to we 60 did. minutes. And they, that's what they see, but they don't see the yeah. work it takes the behind the scenes, the right. dealing with trying to book the show and go, and the rejection we get and this yeah. and that. And I always want to talk about that. And I'm going to tell a quick story that will help guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Still Girls. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they were full, her and her daughter were full time with music. And I remember asking Allison what advice she'd give an up and coming artist. I'll never forget what she said. She said, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep this as a hobby. She goes, because the mm. moment you want to be a career, everything has to change. Yeah. You no longer own your own life. Your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, the cookouts, the weekends, the holidays. But you, when you're in that grind mode, you got to say no to everything. Yeah. It's not music related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you're, your family has to sacrifice because they have to give you up to the world and be willing to share you with the world. She said, but then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. That's a really strong statement to make um, because I partially agree and I partially disagree, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. So I agree because you want to do the thing that that fuels you, that you're passionate about, that you wake up, and every time you do it, it makes you happy. Like, there's no negative aspect to it. Like, for yeah. me, when I'm yeah. performing, I, 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 people ask me if I get stage fright. I really don't because it's such a release to just sing on a stage. Mm-hmm. I just love performing. But mm-hmm. I will say the reason I disagree slightly is because I don't think that – being a, a musician is kind of just like a one faceted thing. I do yeah. think that yeah. there are so many other aspects to being a mus- musician and being a public figure in that sense. So for me, like I said, you know, I have my podcast, I have other things that I produce and I always bring it back to music. That's like the core of everything that I do. And I but think I've always maybe talking about is if you think about it, um, people, um, will be trying to be a realtor, a top realtor and a top artist. It's mm. not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That then that in that case, yeah, for sure. That definitely makes sense. So for me, I guess I've always just no matter what I do, it's always something artistic and creative because that's just a part of who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah, I get that in that sense then. And I think that makes sense because you you know, again, as a creative, you build all these creative platforms around you yeah. to, to prop up the main one platform that you have. Right. Exactly. exactly. And that yeah. makes sense like that. It know? does. But like yeah. I said, you know, you, you know, like we, we had an artist on that she's in um, nursing school, I think it was. No, she's so, a, going to go, medical, medical school. school. Yes. Oh, wow. And she's yeah. also a rising country artist. Yes. And okay. I, I asked her, um, do you um, do you um, are concerned about the day you have to make a decision? And she goes, I think about that all. Cause she, she said, there's no way to be a medical professional and an artist at the level that she believes. Now she says, if I want to do it mediocre, I could. She goes, but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do anything mediocre. So if I'm going to do it at high levels, I know I'm going to have to pick one. 
That's that's absolutely correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially the, that career, <laughs> the medical yeah. professional. You got to put everything yeah. into that for sure. Yeah, because yeah, if, uh-huh. if, if you're like, oh, I won't work forty hours a week. Oh, you want you mean sixty hours a week? No, right. like, yeah, 60, you, right. you can yeah. forget it. You're not making it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or you could become like I don't know if you did. I think his name's Doctor Alves. He during uh-huh. the pandemic became famous because he sang to his patients, oh, and wow. people didn't know. They're like, "Oh yeah. my god, you have an incredible voice!" And now he's like known for singing too. So she could do that. That's the crazy part of the pandemic is there have been some crazy things that's been invented now that oh, you would have yeah. never ima- imagined. You know, it, it, like even for the all this zooming and all that. You know, you see a lot of people that are doing the concert online concerts where you pay yeah. like five, ten bucks and you can be a part yeah. of it. Well, I think that the future is going to be now combining where you're at your live show, you're you got your live audience, but you're also going to stream that for the people around the world now. Yes, absolutely. And at first, when I started doing more virtual performances, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it because I felt that one of the the best things to me about performing is connecting with the audience is yeah. telling the story yeah. is seeing their reaction is feeling that energy in the room and essentially when you're doing a virtual performance it's like you're singing to yourself you can't hear applause if there is you know what i mean it's just a weird <laughs> dynamic but i do think there's definitely going to be a hybrid moving forward because the thing that was beautiful about doing virtual stuff is that it allowed fans that i have all over the country and all over the world to be able to tune into things that i did so i have a running patreon and i offered virtual concerts for my patreon subscribers in oh, wow. Being able to have them see me perform and just make requests and just, you know, have a chat when maybe they normally wouldn't get to see me live in any other way, shape or form. That really was really cool. So I agree. I think the the hybrid of the two will be um, something that a lot of live venues are going to move into and probably offer to have more even like a production package, probably a multicam situation maybe moving Mm -hmm. forward. But I think it's something that artists should really get into because I the pandemic did bring out a lot of positive things in terms of that. Yeah, because I we've oh, seen did, Christian yes. Bush um, recently put, made a post. He talked about doing a live show, I think, in June. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Don't worry, y'all. I've got y'all covered. Um, you can get your tickets if you're not li- if you're not there local." Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I was like, "Oh, somebody is doing that. Yeah, you know, one, one of the big country big artists." Yeah, and, and that's I, great. And I, and I was like, um, "And you know what? They could do too. That even add to the flavor of it." Is um, they could have a big screen on stage to where that will scroll the comments. So oh, that yeah. as the artist is singing, if they see a comment that kind of pops out, they can make the they can, yeah it. and call them yeah. out for sure. Yeah, that's great. I think it's a good so, idea. So there are there are definitely ways to to build it too. And we kind of owe COVID that yeah. this is going to be a new future. I <laughs> yeah. think. Yeah, you know, this is the and, positive. This is the yeah. positive we're looking for in the past right. year. Yeah. So talking about sacrifices now, let's go the other way and talk about the glory side. So what are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that or wow, I got to participate in that? There were some really incredible moments um, throughout my career. Um, you know, just little things. Well, I don't want to say they're little things, but things like singing the national anthem for the Lakers, for the Dodgers, uh-huh. the LA Galaxy. Like those are such yeah. cool moments. Um, I got to open for Smokey Robinson a couple of years oh, ago wow. and oh, he was... Wow honestly one of the nicest people i've ever met in my entire life um i got to open for i'm a you know 90s baby so o-town the boy band i got to open for them that was huge for me (laughs) (laughs) um but you know also just having people 
message me and say, hey, this song really expressed how I felt or this song really touched me or thank you for this or thank you for that. It's those Mm -hmm. moments, you know, because even if it's one person or if it's thousands of people, you know, if you're touching somebody with the music that you're doing, then you're doing something right. So I I would Mm -hmm. say that over the trajectory of my career, it has been a lot of positives in that way because a lot of the the music that I write, even though it's not faith-based, it does come from a very spiritual yeah. place. Yeah. Um, and that is really wanting to be inspirational, wanting to touch people and get people to think in that way. That's kind of the direction I wanted to go. So knowing that it works and it does affect people, it's, it's it, there's nothing better than that, honestly. And we know where you're coming from on that. Uh, even though mm-hmm. this is the show's not faith based, we still come at it from a God point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and because we would, we we really believe that there's no way we'd have some of the people that we've had on this show if it weren't for God. I mean, it's yeah. like because people yeah. private message me all the time. How are you getting some of these people? And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, it can only be God. That's a blessing. No, I totally agree. And even for the podcast that that I host, some of the people that I've got, I'm like, wow, this is a huge blessing because I don't know what they would normally. But, you know, things happen. And when you just are doing positive things, I think that you just get blessings returned full, you know, so good for you guys. Yeah. yeah, so it's called We Need to Talk in, you know, I I've, I've gone through a couple different reiterations over it. I'm on my fourth season now. And oh, wow. I've just always my philosophy has always been that everything starts with a conversation. Whether yeah. you agree or disagree, talking about things is so important. So I've wanted to have um, guests on the show that I agree with, that I don't agree with, because again, everything has to start with a conversation. We have to kind of get out of these, um, you know, Facebook arguments or like things like, <laughs> know, like let's yeah. talk. Let's talk about this stuff. Get to the we're all on the same side. Right. When it comes down to it, I I really do think that that once people have a conversation, they'll realize people are more like than they are different. Have people been surprised that that people who really don't agree with you, but they actually do and don't know it? That's a great question. I think, yeah, when I've warded it, when I figured out how to ward things that is more the vernacular that people that I don't typically agree with, that they would understand, then they're, they're yeah. taking it back. You know, in Twitter conversations, that happens a lot on Twitter for me saying, well, have you thought about it this way? And they're like, oh. So that's what you're saying? It's like, yes, that's what I'm saying. They're like, oh, okay. You know, so it's just, I just think people need to take a minute, talk to each other, and, you know, we can make progress in that sense. So the whole podcast was really about addressing those things that people don't feel comfortable talking about. But really just, if you sit down for 20, 30 minutes and just hash it out and talk about it, you probably make a lot of progress. So I'm a huge believer in conversation and respectful conversation and trying to understand Mm -hmm. everybody's views and perspectives. And that's kind of what um, sparked that. Just really having like those Facebook Twitter debates. I'm like, I need to have a podcast to talk to people. (laughs) That's like, I've talked with people and I'm not talking about the extremes here. I mean, you're always going to have extremes, right? but like where I'm like, you know, people don't realize that the officer and the black guy both have the same fear. They don't even know it because mm. you, you, because the media has done so much on both sides. Oh yeah. To where you got you got the black guy gets pulled over, and and again I know you got some extreme where you got cops that are just mean. You got some black yeah. people, just, but I'm not talking about that. Now. But but you got a guy sitting here in the car, and he's scared to death. Then you got this officer walking up. He's scared to death. So both of these people are scared to death. So, and they're shaking. So all it's going to take is one jerk from either side. And then it just breaks down. And because they're both scared. 
And mm -hmm. I keep trying to tell people on both sides, they're both scared. If you could just get to understand that, that's the Well, I think, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I think one of the things is that for me, being a black person in America, I think that there is an irrational fear to approach a black person in a car and automatically be afraid. As a mm -hmm. cop, you're, yeah. you know what you're signing up for. And there's yeah. no, you actually yeah. have no yeah. reason to be afraid of a black person in a car. You have no reason no. to be afraid of them. No, you know, Cops have a gun. <laughs> so naturally, even if you know you've done anything wrong, there's a little, there's going to be a natural fear regardless because they're carrying a weapon. That is a fearful right. thing. You know, well, I, I, I've been you pulled over. To get there no weapons. Yes, 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 yes. But, you know, I've been pulled over for speeding before. And, of course, I'm naturally scared mm -hmm. I didn't do anything wrong other than speeding. But there's a natural <laughs> yeah. fear regardless yeah, because right. you never know. And you, like you said, there are a lot of cops that are just angry for no reason. They could be tired. They could be overworked. Um, and so they're just approaching. This could be their last one of the day. And if you have an attitude, yeah. it could just go the wrong way. So, um, yes. you know, I think that, that conversations need to happen for yeah. sure. Oh, um, I, I think there's lots of misunderstanding. But I think that the the irrational fear of race is is a huge conversation that needs to happen because you shouldn't fear somebody based on the color of their skin. I think that is yeah. absurd and ridiculous. You got to have a conversation with somebody and get to know them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, officers that I know that some of them they're scared. Period. Don't matter who's in the car because again, yeah. so, there's just so much going on. And again, yeah. like you said, it's a conversation I think America needs to have on yeah. both yeah. sides. And both yep. sides need to listen because no, yes. right now nobody's listening. Mm -hmm. That's, that's true. No, and nobody's listening. I think, you know, everybody has their feelings and I think everybody's feelings are valid. And that's something I will always stand by. But if we don't have the conversations and listen to the black community, if we don't talk to the cops, okay, well, what is your issue here? What, you know, that's why it's so interesting. You know, we, we talk about things like defund the police, which I hate the slogan, but I think the whole point of it and what I agree with is like taking some of the pressure off of the police force and putting mm -hmm. it other mm -hmm. professionals to go in and deal with certain situations because I will say, I do think the police are overworked. I do think that yeah. there's too much yeah. on, their, on their plate. So I there's think if you bring in, for example, yeah. mental health yeah. professionals to deal with certain situations, that will help mm -hmm. also probably alleviate some of this tension that we're seeing because you're going to yeah. put the responsibility on a therapist. You're going to put the responsibility on a psychologist. You're going to put the responsibility on someone who deals with the homeless and now, not do on they the police. Want in that because, again, what if they get shot? Or, you know, if you, if you got if you've got a um, violence going on and you send in them you know, and you send in that kind of help, they could be the well, one. I think it's a, I think it's a case by case situation. I think, you know, yeah. for example, yeah, if you know somebody help. is like, if you call the, if you call a 911 and it's somebody, mm -hmm. Hey, my son is autistic and they're, they're violent. Like yeah. they're not okay. going to send in a cop with a gun for that situation. Yeah. You will no. send in with someone that, that knows how sense. to deal with someone that has a mental health disability mm -hmm. and that can talk to them, knows how to calm them down, you know? So I think yeah. those specific situations that makes so much sense to have somebody else go and deal with the situation and not just put everything on the police force i like that you know again yeah, because i was actually more extreme on the other side but see you just said something that i never thought about. if you make it case by case i can agree mm -hmm. with that yeah but, and but that's why people need to have the conversations <laughs> you know because you just you because you admitted you thought of it one way but i just explained one way and so if more people yeah. could hear my explanation of what actually would make more sense 
then people would say, oh, that does make sense. Because at the end of the day, we all just want everybody to be safe, to be protected, Mm -hmm. and to be taken care of. And so let's figure out the best way to do that so that nobody is overworked, so that nobody is killed, so that there's no miscommunication, so that anybody's hurt. We want everybody to be protected and taken care of at the end of the day. And I can fully agree with that. We do, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the actress, the artist, but they don't see the teams behind mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. I always, we always know that the oh, teams yes. never get the love they deserve. And they're so important. <laughs> but in our show, they get the love they deserve. So we yeah. spend a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to start with my family because they're, they're always going to be a part of my team. They're, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're the my backbone really so my husband and my daughter and my my parents of course and then of course i have my pr team uh icon pr they're incredible um i've known heather who owns the company for years and uh, her work that she does and how she advocates for uh her clients is really just remarkable and then i also um, my acting manager katrina herlong um she's incredible I, I met her through my church so it's really nice for me personally to be working with an acting manager that also shares the same faith that wow. i do mm-hmm. so um she respects you know kind of my boundaries with acting and roles that i would want to go out for and messages that i would want to portray so um that they've been really great and then you know music producers that i work Work with I work with a, a wonderful um, female producer. Her name is Kamika Purnell. Her, she goes by Ko. She's incredible. I love working with her. And there's other you know writers on occasion that I, I write with, but I usually write on my own just because I'm kind of stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm surrounded by um, a lot of a strong, strong females, which 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 is really incredible because I love seeing uh, females succeed specifically. So they're they're great. Yeah, that is really awesome. Thank so, you. Um, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host. We do our little nine-year-old that we let. Oh yeah, his so, name's so, Christopher. So Sandy's I'll gonna get him. so Sandy's gonna get him, and and um, we got a two-year-old. Yes, yes. And I we know. got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show, too. I love we are it. a family affair. Amazing. Family's the Cause, best. Because <laughs> what's funny is um, I always say that we're a family affair show. And all of a sudden, I thought about, you know what? I wonder if I can lock in that domain for a media company. So we own Family Affair Media now. So that's oh, kind of what we're going to build around the show. That's amazing. Congrats on that. That's so cool. Hello. Hi, Melinda. So what's your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food. That's a great question. Um, oh, man. I'm okay. I'm going to say healthy food. I love Mediterranean food, like falafel, pita, hummus. Like that's my favorite. But I'm a sucker for a good chocolate chip cookie. Mine is pizza. Yes, pizza's so good. That was going to be my second choice, but I, I figured I should <laughs> something healthier. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he would eat it all day if we gave it to him. But. What what <laughs> toppings do you like to put on your pizza? Uh, pepperoni, sausage, and that supreme. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's as you like everything on it. <laughs> he likes yes. the pepperoni and sausage is one, but he also he also just recently learned oh, supreme is great too. Oh, yeah. awesome! <laughs> <laughs> that's all great. right, what's your TV show? My favorite TV show, I am a faithful Grey's Anatomy watcher. I think uh-huh. I will watch that show till the day that I die, or as long as it's on the air. <laughs> and what's yours? My Spongebob. Awesome. Good pick. Good pick. 
And what's been pretty cool because he watches a lot of the Nickelodeon shows and all that. And we've been able to bring people from like Side Hustle and some of the other actors on our oh, shows. So and he's been cool. able to communicate with people he That's likes. That's amazing. See. That's so cool. Who was your favorite person to talk to? Uh, everyone. <laughs> yeah. He does, he, yeah. He, he gives a politician answer on that one. I love that. <laughs> right. I love everyone. I love that. Great answer. Great answer. Okay, so, uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, my favorite movie. Uh, that might be tough. I'm a huge movie person. Huge movie person. I'm trying to think of what I've seen recently that I like. I love the classics. Like, I love The Lion King. Um, I love. Hmm, that's what you might have stumped me. I think of a bunch of movies that I love. I know. I mean, I love all the Marvel movies. I'm a huge Marvel fan. So Avengers, you know, Black Panther, Captain America, Iron Man, all of those. Those. So I'm just gonna say the Marvel franchise are my favorite movies. Oh wow! <laughs> Mine is the Minion movie. Ah, good pick. Very good pick. Yeah, he, yeah. And our little two-year-old loves the minions. She, she, if she sees one of them things, she just laughs. If, <laughs> if we're in a store, we have to go in the store. So she yeah, to see <laughs> I love it. I love Bye, James. It's so good to meet you, sweetie. So good to meet you, too. <laughs> yeah, he loves that part. You know, it's funny. Sometimes yeah. we'll watch people's Facebook lives that they're doing after we've done an interview. And if they bring up our show, they always mention him, so he's our secret sauce. I love he that. Is. Oh, he's a sweetheart. He's nine, you said? Yeah, he's, he's nine. nine. Oh, yeah. Sweetheart. Oh, thank you. I've asked. <laughs> <laughs> she just had her hair done. I have a hair done. It's completely different today. So. <laughs> yeah, we're heading, Thursday, we're heading to Nashville for five days and then five days in Kentucky to see your mom. So. Oh. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. <laughs> so if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, such a good question. Um, my favorite artist, uh, modern day artist is Gavin DeGraw. And oh, I yeah. just, I love his voice. I love his songwriting. I love um, how he just crafts a song. So that's, he's always been my number one. Um, I think I also, in terms of songwriting, I love India Ari. I love the way she paints a picture. Uh, one of my favorite songwriters is also Richard Marks. I love it, you know, his music. So I would say those are my, my top three for sure that I would love to write and not even just write with, but learn from because, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm always in a position mm -hmm. of, I think we should always be in a position to want to learn and to get better. Yeah. So I think that um, just learning from them and how they create songs and how they approach melody and lyrics and imagery in their songwriting would be something that would be very beneficial that I would love. Love that. Yeah. So um, this probably has a thousand answers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but just think of the first thing that kind of pops in your head. But if, okay. what's a song you've heard that you wish you wrote? <sighs> There's a recent one that just came out um, by Torn Wells, who is a contemporary Christian artist. And uh, he did a duet with her, the artist her. Oh, yeah. And it's called um, Hold Us Together. And when I heard it, I just stopped. And I was like, I could have written this. <laughs> <laughs> it was so sick because it was it's a beautiful song and you know i listen to a lot of you know obviously contemporary christian and gospel music and yeah. i loved this song because um it kind of approached that genre in a 
in an accessible way that I feel like even people that don't necessarily listen to contemporary Christian music or aren't even a part of that faith, they would feel moved by it. It's really just, oh, it's a gorgeous song. So yeah, that's the most recent one that I'm like, I wish I wrote that. (laughs) So how would you describe your music to someone who's never heard it before? Oh, I mean, it's gone through so many <laughs> reiterations and, and passes. I mean, but that's, you know, to be an artist, you have to evolve, you know. Um, yeah. I, I would say it's genre wise, it's definitely like pop soul singer songwriter. Um, there's those elements to it for sure, just yeah. based on who I'm inspired by. But I think mm-hmm. lyrically, lyric content, it's definitely just inspirational. Um, and I want people to feel empowered and also kind of the best version of themselves after they listen to the music and make them think also, because I think that's really important. I think the beautiful thing about music, and that's why I'm such also a huge advocate for conversation, is that music can be a universal language. And I think that if you can write a song that can get people to see a different perspective or get them to feel a different emotion, that's such a powerful tool. It's such a powerful medium. So my music, I want people to feel inspired. I want them to feel changed. I want them to feel, you know, when you get up the, in the day and if you put on one of my songs, like, yeah, I, I can do today, you know? And that's how I want people to feel. Like I just released my, actually my first faith-based song I just released a, a few months ago called Still Standing because oh I wanted people after last year <laughs> to feel <laughs> like, yeah, you're still standing, you're still oh, alive, okay. you've got this, you know? Now, and, you set up the performance? Right now? Oh my goodness. Uh, I can be. I can be. Okay. <laughs> I definitely can be. Uh, for sure. I can, let me, I can get that pulled up as I'm talking about it. So sure. I, um, I wanted people to just feel that way. Um, and it's, it's important, you know, I, I want people to feel like people may have lost a lot last year and it's, yeah. yeah. You know, we could talk about that all day, but you, if you're here, you're still here, and there's a reason you're still here, and mm-hmm. um, I want people to feel inspired by that. Okay, I'm going to see if this um, track, if you can hear this track, because then I, I will definitely sing it. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Because yeah, I, I, usually ask, I usually ask before the show, and I, I was like, oh, I asked yeah. if, if they want to perform a song. Nope. And it, it was perfect. Perfect. It. it was perfect timing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We hear you can it. hear that music? Okay, great. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and sing it then. This is still standing. Awesome. Don't know if I'm coming or going. Those lines have often been blurred. But you keep on telling me something So I'm holding on to your words But every day I take a breath I'm thinking about all the time I've spent Wondering when it'll all make sense But I keep moving on Time and time again, I'm pushed to try again. I'm making my way again. I take a minute to raise my hands. I'm thankful I'm still standing. 
You made a way for me to be the best of me, live life eternally. I take a minute to praise the King, because of Him I'm still standing. I make room for the will of the Father. Cause he has a plan made for me And he knows me like no other And he sees the things I can't see But every day I take a breath I'm thinking about all the time I've spent Wondering when it all makes sense But I keep moving on Cause time and time again I'm pushed to try again I'm making my way again I take a minute to raise my hands I'm thankful I'm still standing You made a way for me to be the best of me, live life eternally. I take a minute to praise the King, because of Him I'm still standing. When life is trying its best to bring me down, you're the only voice that I want to be around. Even when it feels like the road is just too long, I'm still standing, I'm still standing, I'm still standing. Time and time again, I'm pushed to try again. I'm making my way again. I take a minute to raise my hands. I'm thankful I'm still standing. You made a way for me to be the best of me, live life eternally. I take a minute to praise the King. Because of Him, I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. Standing. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. Oh, wow. That was amazing. We love it. Love, love it. Love it. And, <laughs> yeah. and like Antoine said, a professional, always ready when it, and it shows. Yes. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> I, lost my I love it, though, when we put people Can't on the spot like that and they are. Yes. You don't hear us? You don't hear us? Oh, there we go. Ah, oh, okay. okay. There, I can see. I is that, I think when I switched it, it uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the you know the virtual stuff is great, but that's the bad side of it. Is something it, I know, know, yeah, I know. it's not it's not always foolproof. So <laughs> true, true. We all do the best that we can, though, right? Yes. We do, we do. Yeah. And what would you like for your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be ultimately known for? Wow, what a question. Um. <laughs> I think 
what I feel like my purpose is truly is to bridge gaps. And I, I think that that's why I've started, you know, the podcast, why I've, you know, mm-hmm. taken the, the voice that I have and the music that I release. I really think that my purpose is to kind of bring people together. And, and that's I what that. I want yeah. my legacy to be really just someone who inspired bridged gaps, brought people together and made a positive change in the world. That is a great one because it is. we need that in today's society. Oh, so needed. I need a bunch yeah. of people to believe that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. <clears throat> so let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing, and they've got something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they have the <laughs> it factor. And let's say they've played maybe forty or fifty shows. They're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they've gotten on stage. You get what every artist says that stage bug, where they look over the crowd and the crowd's roaring for them. And they know they're in the right place and they come to you and they say, I know I'm called to do this. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? Learn the business, because as much as you are talented and as much as you could be a good performer, if you don't know how to protect yourself in terms of business when it comes to the music, it Mm -hmm. it won't matter. And I think that I'm speaking from experience. But, you know, know what you're talking about. I, I, I had a music teacher in college that said, choose the one thing to be the best at, but then make sure you're mm-hmm. good at everything else. And I, <laughs> that has stuck with me. Stuck with oh, me. wow. Okay. Yeah. I want to be the best singer that I possibly can be, but I want to make sure that I'm good at these things so that I, you know, I don't get talked over. I don't get walked over. I don't get taken advantage of. So it's like learn learn your way around even just recording software. Make sure you know about publishing. Make sure you know about songwriting splits. Make sure you know about branding and social media. As much as that stuff is annoying because I wish we didn't have to do that because we all just want to sing or do our art or whatever, right? Yeah. Like we just, just want to reality. Right, you mm-hmm. know, but that's just not reality. So you yeah. have to you have to kind of be good at, at everything. That it, Singing or music is your umbrella, but all the things that come underneath that, you got to know how to how to do that. So once you have the performance aspect down, once you have that and the audience engagement, make sure you focus on the business and learn that. So you can protect Because that's like business. with us, you know, we just want to be able to talk, but there's so much that goes into this and oh, yeah. so much to learn, so much yeah. to, you never know everything. You have to put it all exactly. together. Exactly. And, you know, you have to have conversations where the hosts, you know, you, you listen to some podcasts and every sentence is like, um, um, and I'm like, and I, and I listen, I'm like, okay, you're the host. Now I get it. Well, <laughs> I don't have a problem with, with an artist, yeah. the guests, because of course, sometimes you put them on the spot. So they're yeah. thinking, but the host yeah. shouldn't have to think. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, we're close to 400 interviews, so we must be doing something right. You are. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So what's next for you? Oh, great question. So I am working on some new music. Um, it's uh, My hope is to to release a, a Christmas album because I haven't done that oh, yet. Wow. So that oh, is uh, something I really want to do. Christmas is a huge, huge part of my life. It's always been a big tradition mm-hmm. in my family, just, you know, how we celebrate. And every year I, um, I, I uh, produce a benefit concert at my church Christmas. So we raise funds for different oh, organizations. Oh, oh, like awesome. we raise funds for people that were affected by the fires. Last year we did yeah. a virtual Christmas concert and raised money for 
her mm-hmm. family's affected by COVID. So things like that, really important to me organization. So um, I'm hoping to now with my own music release some Christmas music, which would be really, really great. And then of course, just, you know, my podcast and different projects that I've been working on and um, hopefully get back to life reforming, you know, as we're inching <laughs> yeah. out of this pandemic, that would be, that would be the biggest goal. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Love so it. tell everybody how they can find you. Absolutely. So you can go to my website, which is melindahale.com. And I'm on social media, just at Melinda Hale. I keep it very, very simple. <laughs> I spell my name differently. So just make sure you spell M-A-L-Y-N-D-A-H-A-L-E. But Melinda Hale on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, all of the social media and the platforms. It's just my name. So keep it simple. <laughs> We love that. And, you know, we really loved having you on the show today. And we look yes, forward to having you back down the road. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. It was great talking with you both. Same here. I was saying here. Thanks so much.